Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. In this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, we are going to continue exploring the theme of sexual abuse by exploring a theme that often comes up for people who have experienced such abuse, and that is uh, a sense of either being overpowered or of powerlessness. I would like to start this exploration by sharing a teaching of a teacher of mine who said that people only have the power that we give them. Politicians, teachers, lovers, strangers, all of them have only the power that we accord to them. And when we give uh, somebody else power, oftentimes it is our own power that we give away. So not only do we invest other people with some kind of power, but oftentimes it is our very own power that we give away to them. And that results in an even bigger power imbalance, so to speak. In present Western societies, there is still a very strong inequality between the two sexes. And despite many positive changes in recent years, we are still, as a society, reluctant to give women a place of authority, particularly when that authority is to be exercised for the benefit of larger and larger groups. As traditional roles in our society come to increasingly disappear, we still have to find a new vision for us to be together as men and women, as fathers and mothers, as daughters and mothers, as sons and mothers, and so on and so forth. But despite efforts as a society as a whole, we are still carrying and transmitting to our children very archaic and very limiting beliefs about what it is to be a girl or a boy or anything in between. Among all of these beliefs and prejudices, the biggest one that comes to mind is that women are weaker. Now, in uh, competitive sports, the same uh, task will be most often uh, performed by a male in a shorter time than a female. However, when we look at a bigger picture, we know that statistically women do live longer. 
women do fall sick less often than men and women have a greater capacity to endure pain and efforts than men if a man were to give birth to a child he would probably go completely unconscious so as not to feel the pain of childbirth in our society we are prone to praising successful people of any kind powerful people of any kind and yet we are still totally reluctant to honor the power that is in all women as well as female children and adolescents if women fail to honor their own power oftentimes it stems from feeling that in a in the past oftentimes in past lifetimes this comes up as a memory from a different lifetime there was an experience whether it's imagined or not of being burned of being punished for being a woman for being a free independent free thinking woman that such memories still persist is a sign that that experience of being punished for simply being oneself and not hiding that from society is a theme that has not yet been integrated and the pain of that at times humiliation and at times just simple violence is not yet healed when that experience is not integrated then what we do oftentimes unconsciously is we pass it on to future generations we rear our children warning them about the same fears that we are still holding on to one way or another i believe that to actually heal those issues regarding our gender are most important and most liberating not just for ourselves but for our communities and the world at large when it comes to men being reluctant to honor the power of women then we have a whole other story and uh, first of all we must come to an understanding and seeing that if men are trying to overpower women that this comes from a deeply seated sense of inferiority beneath any asserted identities between any kind of personality that we want the world to believe that we are also lies beneath that asserted identity lies 
another identity, an assumed identity, what we really feel, how we really feel about ourselves. And so these expressions of forceful power oftentimes and almost exclusively at the expense of someone that we believe to be less powerful than we are. And uh, such is, is the case with children, with beings that do not have that sense of inner power already developed. So it's a taking advantage by someone who feels deep down disempowered and powerless to assert their power over somebody else. The power of women is a very essential one. Whereas uh, the power of man, at least in most recent times, is always depending on doing, is always depending on performance. Many men suffer from performance anxiety even in bed. And that performance anxiety extends to all areas of our lives. As men, we often take on the role of the caretaker, of the breadwinner. And uh, that may seem just normal to women and to other men, except that it's often a very stressful situation for men because if they don't perform well, then uh, first of all, their sense of self, their self-esteem easily crumbles. And a dissatisfied partner may complain about it. What we see here is that not only women are being objectified in our society, but men are objectified as well. And they are oftentimes the object of our own hopes for somebody to take care of us financially or in very material and practical ways. An example of that is that of uh, South American countries where the rate of domestic violence and domestic sexual abuse is very high. Oftentimes, the men who inflicted that abuse are out of work and with no money and without any ability to support their families as they feel it's expected of them. Another personal trait that is more prominent in women than men is the quality of patience. Patience is a wonderful quality, a virtue, and yet in the cases of violence, of domestic violence, of domestic sexual abuse, I feel that that patience is oftentimes misdirected. 
and I feel that at this point of healing these wounds of abuse of any kind, it is most important for women, for men, for adolescents to actually have the courage to look at the situation with clarity, with open eyes, and to have the courage to say no, to say no more. No more of this abuse, no more of this taking advantage of me. If we fail to assert our own refusal to endure any further abuse, that stems oftentimes from the beliefs that we hold in our consciousness, the belief that we need this person to be around and it's important for us to ingratiate ourselves to them in any way possible, even if uh, those ways uh, are really a way to reject ourselves and to betray ourselves, doing something that deep in our hearts we don't want to do. The abuse that we give ourselves the permission to experience and then call it abuse and overpowering really stems from a lack of self-esteem, a feeling, a belief that we do not deserve to be loved, that we do not deserve to be respected, and that our voices do not deserve to be heard and taken into account. In my earlier life, I have often been guilty of such self-rejection, of such self-betrayal, in order to get whatever crumbs of acceptance and love from people around me. And it was only when I looked at these negative judgments against myself of feeling inadequate, of feeling as a result not deserving of love, at that point and only then could I actually say no. I don't want to experience this and I'm putting a stop to it right here and right now. The exercise of boundaries which is at the root of many such cases of abuse, those boundaries can only come from a place of self-love and of self-respect. Therefore, it is not very realistic to expect others to honor us and respect us until we do that ourselves. The lack of respect, the betrayals that we experience at the hand of someone that we trusted, all of that is simply a reflection of our own inner landscape. 
and that lack of self-love, of self-respect is so unbearable to take responsibility for that we simply project it and create it outside ourselves. I appreciate the fact that increasingly in our society we are doing our best to educate ourselves and others in regards to respectful relationships. And at the same time, I do believe that we are going to have to exercise our power even from a place of powerlessness, relative powerlessness, and exercise our power in saying loud and clear, no more of this, and no more of it right now. I feel that this is an important stage of healing that wound of abuse by actually refusing to engage in any abusive relationship of any kind in that expression, clear expression of our own boundaries lies the seed of respect and most importantly respect for oneself. And through that respect for oneself is also a sense of power, a sense of being able to face whatever situation may come at hand. Rather than expecting something outside ourselves like common sense or civilized behavior, to save the day for us. Unfortunately, those expectations do not serve in the case of, say, sexual abuse or abusive relationships. The law may be on our side. However, we are in that place of actually experiencing that abusive behavior. So it's up to us to say no and drive the message across as needed. Of course, this is not solely about the sexual and emotional arena, but extends to all areas of our lives, to the workplace, to those people in whom we trust our own physical or emotional health, and of course, teachers, gurus, plant medicine, people, shamans, what have you, that consciously or unconsciously we invest with power. It's important whenever we invest somebody with power, that that power is actually honored and treasured rather than manipulated and taken advantage of. And I strongly encourage anybody who finds themselves in that delicate situation of realizing that the trust and the power that we have offered to somebody 
else is being taken advantage of, I say, leave as soon as possible. Do not fall into rationalizing whatever reason for such abusive behavior because the truth of the matter is that abusive behavior has no justification anymore whatsoever. Blessings.